Welcome to the Transformational Travel Podcast, bringing you inspiring stories of life-changing travel experiences from around the world. Now, here's your host, Transformational Retreat Leader, Ann Gordon. Welcome back to the Transformational Travel Podcast. I'm your host, Ann Gordon, and today we're going to take a magical journey with a dear friend of mine, Jacob Duncan. Welcome, Jacob. Hi, Ann. Thank you so much for having me. You are most welcome. And I want to share with everybody a little bit about you. And everybody, Jacob healed herself from stage four breast cancer, no small feat, without surgery or treatments. She is the author of her published book, Healed by Cancer, where she goes into great detail explaining her empowering journey with cancer, which led her from fear to freedom. I love that. And she is now a wellness coach with a focus and on the practice of surrender. And she is a YouTuber, blogger, and podcaster herself. And we're going to learn all about her today. So I'm excited to dive in. And, and we met, it's actually almost just a year ago now at an event. And we also had a very powerful little journey together, didn't we? We did. We did. Absolutely. That was, that was kind of crazy, actually, wasn't it? it? It really was. It was just a casual conversation on a break at an, a conference. And it's something I said triggered you, right? Yes. Yes. It had to do with celebrating. Right. right. And because I healed my body vibrationally, which is beyond the scope of most people's understanding. Mm -hmm. A lot of people didn't believe me mm. that I had healed myself, right. including family members, my parent, my father. Wow. Um, and so I didn't allow myself to celebrate that I had healed my body. Mm -hmm. And then when I hung out with you during break, somehow you said something that triggered me and I wanted to join the, uh, the, the dolphin uh, retreat. Well, yeah, but you were holding a, a whale watching, right? A whale watching day. Yes. And I had approached tour. you and said, Hey, and I would like to join. Is it still available? And that's kind of how it started. Mm -hmm. And then you said, yeah, absolutely. And there's a good chance that we'll see dolphins. And as soon as you said that, I just started bawling. Mm -hmm. Didn't I? Yeah, you and did. I was like, what the heck is going on? Why am I falling? <laughs> and you said, have you given yourself a chance to celebrate? Because celebration had been a bit of a topic that day as well at mm -hmm. the event, right? And how so often we have all of these goals and then we reach them and then we keep going and we don't actually acknowledge our goals and, our, and we don't celebrate. And I realized in that moment, I had not celebrated the victory, the, the, you know, my, my healing. Yeah. The triumph. That's huge. Triumph, it's yeah. a huge accomplishment that so few people have ever attained. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So that is what, what that was all about. And the yes. dolphins, the dolphins kind of instigated that. And then right. I came back home to Canada and there kept being signs of dolphins. I was given little dolphin earrings 
And then a friend, uh, like a family friend, this lady who's in her late 70s, she gave me a little dolphin pin and she didn't even know about me. Mm. Yeah, it was just really interesting how dolphins kept showing up. It, yeah, I think the dolphins and and signs from the universe, from spirit, from God, however you want to call it, they have a way of showing up and finding ways into our lives. And like you said, this older woman who had no idea what was going on, and the spirit worked through her to bring more dolphins into your life. Yes, beautiful. And I, I receive. Beautiful. And I think that's so important, that celebration, because when we don't acknowledge our accomplishments, and yours was huge, I mean, literally life-changing, saving your life. And if we don't acknowledge that, I think, one, it doesn't open the door for more to come right. into our life. Yes. And it could even have brought the cancer back. Because if we don't appreciate what we have accomplished, then it's there's there's no reason for it to stay right absolutely absolutely yes and i had kind of i was so excited when i was told you're cancer free and then when i was feeling all of these doubts and judgments from other people mm -hmm. i started the doubt started to creep into me again sure yeah so celebrating it's important it is. Yeah. And it's so it's normal. It's human that when others around us don't appreciate or don't believe, have doubts, have fears and worries, it's very easy for them to rub off on us. Yeah, we can take that on. We can yep. take that on. And now I, through my surrender practice, I am able to rise above that. Beautiful. See it for what it is. Be the witness of it. Be the observer. Acknowledge it and let it go. I don't need to take on other people's limiting beliefs or their stories. Mm -hmm. I can just stay in my truth. Yes, I love that. I love that. So now let's let's dive into your story, your healing journey. That also a part. What I love about your story is not only does it involve live travel around the world, but it's also this inner journey that you've taken. And that's what transformational travel is all about. It's not just, you know, traveling across the world, but it's the inner journey that we take, whether it's inspired by our real life travels, or we're sitting at home and have that inner journey. So please share with us, let's begin your tale. All right. Well, uh, I'll start in December of 2016 is when I received the news that the cancer was mm. back recurring breast cancer. Mm -hmm. I had had cancer in 2007. I did chemotherapy, radiation. I had surgery. I went on hormone therapy, did the whole Western gamut, mm -hmm. did a fair bit of work on myself from 2007 to 2016 had started to tune into my intuition, had started to realize that maybe there was a bit of wisdom inside of me that I could tap into. And because of that, chose not to do the Western route again mm -hmm. and tried everything under the sun practically to heal my body holistically and nothing seemed to work. Wow. And so in September of 2017, 10 months later, I was getting pretty wore out, pretty mm -hmm. blah about it all. I had been quite 
confident, quite cocky, actually, that I was going to be able to heal my body like that. Right. And by September, I started to have doubts and stress out. And I did a plant ceremony, plant medicine ceremony. Mm-hmm. And so both ayahuasca and San Pedro are both beautiful, amazing plant medicines that I used during my journey, which allowed me to have amazing conversations with my higher self. Mm -hmm. So in September 2017, I was doing a San Pedro plant medicine ceremony in Jasper, Alberta, Canada, Mm -hmm. in the Rocky Mountains. And the message came through, do not let cancer stop you from living your dreams. Our dream had been to travel the world. We had made an assumption that we would do that when we retired. We were nowhere near retirement age, had just become empty nesters. And it was literally the first time that year that I felt this burst of energy, this excitement, this zest of, you know, that just that enthusiasm that went through my body. And, And I remember sitting on the log outside by this lake. And I had this inner dialogue with my higher self. But I remember saying, we can't afford it now. I had spent tens of thousands of dollars on all of these holistic modalities that didn't work. Mm -hmm. And I hadn't been working myself. So single income plus all of the extra expenses, we can't afford it. And the answer to that was sell your house, sell your stuff. That's a big deal. It was. So I went home the next day and I said to my husband, this is what came through and I am so excited. Are you willing and ready to come with me and travel the world? And he looked at me and he said, am I ready? I've been waiting for you for 30 years. Oh my gosh, that's huge. So wow. It was. And so both of us, we set our dream in motion and spent five months getting rid of selling, donating, recycling 30 years worth of stuff. Oof. And we sold our house and my husband worked full time. And I had a very intense regime of trying to heal my body. Mm-hmm. So it was insanity. I bet. But there was this energy of excitement that kept us going. And so February 6, 2018 is when we left Canada, left the snow behind, we started our travels in Mexico. I then spent 10 weeks in Europe. Mm-hmm. And then we spent eight and a half months in Asia. Wow. And along the way, I was taking some uh, courses. The Journey is, um, is a course that uh, was created by Brandon Bays, who had healed herself of a tumor the size of a basketball about 25 years ago. Wow. And she taught The Journey, it's called. Uh, and she has numerous retreats around the world. Mm-hmm. And so... I attended a retreat in England, in Holland, in Bali, in India. And so we kind of arranged our travels around these retreats. Mm -hmm. And I meditated every day and we enjoyed our travels until October 2018, Mm -hmm. where I received news that the cancer had spread. So it wasn't just in the breast anymore. I now had tumors in my cervix and in my uterus. Wow. And I had known this, I had been in complete denial, I had had the symptoms. And being told that brought me to my knees. 
And I remember going into meditation in Malaysia. And I remember thinking, I don't know what else to do. Show me. And when I uttered those words in meditation, show me, there was just this, this shift in me where the light bulb went on and I understood what surrendering meant. Because I had mm. been told, up until that point, I had been told on numerous occasions, surrender, surrender. Uh-huh. And I'm like, I don't know what that means. Right. I don't know what surrendering is. Yeah. And in that moment, I had surrendered. I don't know what to do anymore. Show me. Mm-hmm. And so there I was in paradise. And I have a dear friend who's, who has the phrase or the, the saying, everywhere I go, there I am. Mm-hmm. And so here I was in paradise. Malaysia is a gorgeous country. And I was in the depths of despair. It was a dark night of the soul. This surrender practice that I did, that I continue to do, but it was mm-hmm. intense during those um, months, was... <laughs> allowing myself to be with absolutely everything that I had denied, that I had swept under the rug. I was the queen of denial. (laughs) If it wasn't positive, I wanted nothing to do with it. I had the positivity syndrome and it just about killed me, you know, and there's Mm -hmm. been some praise about being positive and I have nothing, I have nothing against being positive. Mm -hmm. However, if you're not acknowledging the negative. Right. And there are so many, I mean, there isn't a human being on earth that doesn't have some negative stuff happening in their life. Absolutely. If you're in denial of that, if you're not acknowledging that and you're sweeping it under the rug, it doesn't go away. Right. It just gets worse. Exactly. It festers Mm -hmm. and and it becomes blocked energy in your body. Mm -hmm. And that blocked energy can create tumors, what it did Mm -hmm. for me. It can create weight gain. It can create diabetes or, you know, whatever, cardiovascular issues, multiple sclerosis, whatever it may be, Mm -hmm. whatever this link is. Right. Blocked energy causes your body to go into a state of Mm dis-ease. And the more more you are in a state of dis-ease, the more that you're likely to end up with a disease. Yeah, for sure. And that's what had happened to me. Wow. Yeah. And so then in December, about six weeks after that aha moment, mm-hmm. in Asia, I was in India and I was part of a pilgrimage that was put on by the journey. And halfway through, I remember I was floundering. I felt like I was in quicksand. And I remember thinking, oh, my God, I don't know who I am anymore. Mm. It was so stressful. And I was, I was floundering. And by the end of that pilgrimage, I was like, wow, I don't know who I am anymore. Mm. And it was amazing because I had finally let go of the, what I call the Jake identity, Mm -hmm. which was kind of the cancer identity. Right. And I was finally able to see beyond that, to rise Mm. above that. And the love, the tenderness, the gentleness that I felt for myself, mm. it just melted my heart. And I Beautiful. had never felt that for me. And the wow. only way I can describe it is, you know, when you look at a brand new baby, mm-hmm. or a puppy or a kitten, you know, yes. that 
that tenderness, mm-hmm. I was feeling that for me. Wow. So what happened in India was that I had surrendered and let go of enough of these limiting beliefs, these mm-hmm. stories that I had been telling myself, I'm not good enough. I'm not smart enough. I'm unworthy. I'm unlovable. I'm this. I'm not that. Mm-hmm. All of these limiting beliefs that so many of us have. Uh, yeah, so true. And all of the behavior that goes along with that. I mm-hmm. started eating disorder. I was a workaholic. I was a people pleaser. And as I put myself under the microscope and started, I started to realize that fear of rejection was the undercurrent of almost everything in my life. Mm. I started to surrender. And as I surrendered that, I realized that I had rejected me the most. Ooh, wow. And I got so, chills when you said that. Yeah. So when I finally let go of, of those limiting beliefs, mm-hmm. it was like I uncovered my essence and I reconnected and that essence is love. Beautiful. So we've all heard of the phrase love heals. Mm-hmm. It was then that I knew the true power of this statement, love heals. And so the thing is that had I, would I have been able to do this if I hadn't traveled the world? I'm not sure. Mm-hmm. Maybe I would have. But the thing is, is that we have our programs. And so we behave in a certain way. And the people that we hang out with, they expect us to behave in a certain way. Yep, absolutely. And so they have their projections. Mm-hmm. This is Jacob. This is who she is. This is how she should be behaving and blah, blah, blah. I left all of that behind and started yes. traveling the world, interacting with people who didn't know me. So mm. I was able to recreate myself yes. and be this new, improved you know, a person that was in tune with her essence. And it definitely benefited me. And yes, I would have been able to heal myself. I'll never know, I guess, but mm-hmm. the traveling definitely helped me. I love that. I That's so powerful. And I, I, like I've said in other episodes, it's so important that when we get out of our comfort zone, that then doors open. That's when the magic, when the, the aha, and when we are our awareness expands by traveling, just by being in a new place. We start looking at life around us differently than just going through the road. But the minute we travel, our mind is open, our, that opens our heart, and it opens our soul. And then these amazing realizations can come in. Yeah. And before we continue, we're going to take a quick pause and hear a word from our sponsor. And we'll be right back with more of Jacob's surrender practice. This episode of Transformational Travel is brought to you by Whale and Dolphin Wisdom Retreats. Immerse yourself in the healing energies and connect eye-to-eye, heart-to-heart with wild dolphins and whales in Hawaii, Bimini, Mexico, Panama, French Polynesia, and more. Begin your journey at whalewisdomretreats.com. All right. Welcome back. So we're on a beautiful journey with Jacob here. So let's continue and hear more about how this progressed when you were able to, I think that's so powerful that you 
realize that you were rejecting yourself more than anybody else. That's huge and very, very deep because many people are afraid to go there. So I'm very I'm amazed at at what you've accomplished. So we left you and you still had this diagnosis, but you've had these major realizations. What happens next? What happened next was I had no idea that I was healing my body, first of all, because I had surrendered mm. the need to heal. Wow. There was there was such desperate energy mm-hmm. and I need to heal my body from cancer that that desperation lowered my vibration and yeah. you can't heal no. when you're desperate. So I realized that was the first thing I needed to let go of. Mm-hmm. And that was not easy, yep. but I allowed myself. I allowed myself to see worst case scenario on my deathbed. Mm-hmm. And I allowed myself to grieve. I allowed mm-hmm. myself to be afraid, to be angry. I was 49 years old at the time, mm-hmm. too young to die, in my opinion. Right. And I got to a place of peace. If wow. I die, it's okay. If I live, mm-hmm. it's okay. So I no longer made it about healing from cancer. Mm-hmm. And because the focus was off of that, I had no idea that I was healing. As a matter of fact, I was assuming the worst because I mm-hmm. had adrenal fatigue mm-hmm. and I was so exhausted. I had identified as being the energizer bunny for mm-hmm. almost five decades. Mm-hmm. I brag about being able to run circles around people half my age. Mm-hmm. And I took pride in that. Right. And here I was with adrenal fatigue and not able to do near what I was used to doing. Mm-hmm. I used to be a marathon runner, work three jobs, you know, raise two kids who were into sports and everything. Mm-hmm. And although some of my friends said, Jake, and now you're just normal. <laughs> <laughs> but somebody like you doesn't want to be normal, right? Exactly. <laughs> but I assumed because I was just getting so exhausted that I was getting worse, that I was getting sicker. Of course, yeah. So in February, I was in Chiang Mai, Thailand, and there is... Um, the Dao Garden, it's called, and it's a world-renowned place. And I was tested to see if there was cancer in my body still. Mm-hmm. And I didn't, I had no need to. I had let go of the need to know. Mm-hmm. But my husband is like, no, come on, let's get let's get you tested. Mm-hmm. Come on. He needed to know. So I did sure. it for him. And that's where I was told, you're cancer free. There is no cancer in your body. And I just about fell off my chair. I'm like, yes. what? And he it was he had broken English and I started crying and he said to me, you happy, right? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And what I was later told was that the process of healing my body Mm -hmm. took an incredible amount of energy. And that is why Uh, Boston. That makes perfect sense when you think about it, because the body had a lot to do to, to dissolve those tumors and bring you back to health. Yeah. So I thought, okay, you, I mean, we tend to assume the worst, but here right. it, was, it was a sign of healing. Wow. A sign of healing. Yeah. And so then I continued on and I'm like, okay, so I'm cancer free. I do still have hypothyroidism. I also have issues with my colon. This may be too much information, but I have <laughs> not been able to have a, a regular bowel movement on my own for more than three months. Oh my gosh. And I, I relied on enemas mm-hmm. while traveling and we oh, were traveling. Geez. In Asia, where, you know, yeah, <laughs> it was really the luck of the draw where we ended up. Sure. And I was able to heal all of that as well. Wow. 
just through surrendering and being on allowance of who I was and embracing me. And what I tell people is that, you know, we all have regrets. Mm -hmm. We tend to all have things that we are possibly ashamed of Mm -hmm. or you know, that we have jealousy in us or anger or fear, mm-hmm. all of those things that we judge about ourselves. Right. And those are the parts that need our love the most. Mm. We need to embrace the most. Mm-hmm. So if we judge ourselves for the way we look or, you know, how smart we are, or we, you know, we're ashamed because we, did something 20 years ago that mm-hmm. we had that we regret it's time to allow yourself to be with that mm-hmm. be in full allowance of that and love yourself love that part of you and i say allowance instead of forgiveness mm-hmm. sometimes i say forgiveness because that's what people can hear right but I prefer the word allowance because forgiveness tends to imply that you did something wrong. Mm, yes. And there is no right or wrong. Mm-hmm. We did the best we could with the tools we had yep. in each moment of our life. And when there is no right or wrong, there is just the judgment of it. If we can be in allowance of what we did, mm-hmm. or what we didn't do, or what we said or didn't say, mm-hmm. we can be in a full allowance of that right. and embrace ourselves unconditionally with love, with acceptance, with compassion. That is what brings healing. That's what brings expansion. And that is what healed my body. Beautiful. Yeah. And it's a daily practice. It continues to be a daily practice. Mm-hmm. I, it doesn't take me nearly as long to surrender. I'm much mm-hmm. quicker at it now, but the book that I wrote, part of it was inspired as I journeyed uh, with cancer and meditated. I started getting, receiving messages from my higher self in meditation. And when I was in India, I was told that her name is Grace. Mm. And so my conversations with Grace have been phenomenal. I sometimes like to refer to Grace as my inner shit disturber. Because <laughs> often, often, often suggesting that I go out of my comfort zone and do mm-hmm. that when my ego was like, no, 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 no. So when <laughs> I was writing the book, I was getting messages in meditation about what to write about. Mm-hmm. And I had this kind of idea about, you know, okay, well, I'll write about this and write about that. And then when Grace said to me, okay, write about your secrets. And I'm like, no, 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 no. Nobody needs to know about my secrets. (laughs) Right. Surrendered. I'm good. Yeah. (laughs) Write about your secrets. And I had made, at the beginning of our travels, when we were in Mexico, I had made a pact with myself that when I received messages, that if it said jump, I would say how high. And I had not let myself down. And every time I allowed myself to follow the guidance of my, of grace, Mm -hmm. even if it made no sense, even if it just created so much discomfort in me, it benefited me in the end, every single time. And so with this book, I surrendered. Okay. All right. I'll write about my secrets. Mm. Well, the book comes out in March came out in March Mm -hmm. and it was the biggest surrender project because now there's all these people 
who have read my story. Right. And for the majority of my adult life, I had presented myself in a way that wasn't necessarily authentic. I covered everything up with a smile, I, you know, my mask. Mm-hmm. And I was the soccer mom. I was a teacher. I was the mayor's wife. And so people saw me mm-hmm. in the way that they saw me right. and had no idea of the skeletons in my closet. So I literally hung my dirty laundry out for everyone to see. And my husband at the time, we were we were house sitting and pet sitting on Vancouver Island for nine months. Mm-hmm. That's where I wrote the book. And my husband at the time said, you know, let's take a break for a few weeks and let's go back to Alberta, to our hometown. He's a musician. He wanted to um, uh, play some songs with his band that he had been writing on, on the island. And I had said to him, you go right ahead. My book is going to be out in mm-hmm. March. And um, I have no desire to be in my hometown amongst people who are going to read that right? right? Yes. So the universe had something entirely different planned. Mm -hmm. So insert COVID. Right. (laughs) Everybody canceled their travel plans. All of our house-sitting gigs got canceled. Mm -hmm. And we have been in our hometown since April. Wow. We're still here. So what is that? Seven months, eight months. Mm-hmm. So every single time someone said, Hey, Jake, I read your book. I would cringe. Oh, yes. And I would feel this. Oh my God. Fear of rejection. Right. Oh my God. What are they thinking of me now? To a point that my son finally said to me, mom, would you, you need to deal with this. Like you, I could see the tension in you and people. And I'm like, I know, I know I need to, I need to surrender this. Mm-hmm. And so I'll explain a little bit what my surrender practice is. Sure, that'd be great. So I visualize worst case scenario. Mm -hmm. And when you can be at peace with worst case scenario, everything is a non-issue. So in regards to this book, worst case scenario is that every single person rejected me Mm -hmm. in this town and was judging me, hating me, Mm -hmm. talking behind my back. And so in meditation, I visualize myself standing on my front step and having all of the people that I've read the book basically in front of my house, just name calling, Mm -hmm. you know, and just being really rude with me and rejecting me. And I allowed myself to feel the rejection, Mm -hmm. fear of rejection. And then what I would do is I would become the witness of that fear of rejection because really that, that fear of rejection, that fear is an energy. Mm-hmm. And if you see it as energy and you can step away from it and you can become the witness of that energy, when you are the witness, you become your higher self or right. grace in my, in my case. And, and so I would tell myself, it's okay. It's okay. I'm here for you. I love you. Mm. I, I'm embracing you. I'm not rejecting you. I'm here for you. Mm-hmm. I had realized that our ego is full of programs most of these programs were created in our childhood. Mm-hmm. So really our ego is a representation of that little girl or that little boy inside yes. of us. And, you know, when there is a little girl that's crying, would I tell her to shut up? Of course not. Yeah. Get over it? No. Yeah. 
I would embrace her. I would yes. likely pull her onto my lap and cradle her mm-hmm. and whisper in her ear, you know, it's okay. Right. I love you. And so in, in essence, I became my own parent, my mm-hmm. own parent Beautiful. and allowed myself to cry, allowed myself to feel the fear. And literally much like the dark cannot survive in the light, this fear being the darkness and me just dousing it with love, the light, mm-hmm. actually would dissipate. Right. And I would feel that in my body, <sighs> you know, and I could feel the tension leave. And so then about a week later, after I did that surrender meditation, mm-hmm. I was out playing um, Frisbee uh, golf. Um, what do you call mm-hmm. that? Golf? Frisbee golf? Or Frisbee whatever. golf, yeah with my son and we have a beautiful course here. I, I, I suck at this game, by the way, which makes it really fun. <laughs> I'm all over the place. Getting right. <laughs> Anyhow, we ran into a woman who um, had read my book. Mm-hmm. Who was a very kind of a church going, very mm, proper right. individual. And, you know, we had been friends and I did, I used to jog with her. And so we ran into her on the course mm-hmm. and it was the first time I'd seen her in about three years. So we're like, Hey, how are you? Oh my gosh. Mm-hmm. Good to see you. Blah, blah, blah. Five, 10 minutes of us interacting. And then they kept going, we kept going. And it was five, 10 minutes later that I said to my son, Oh my God, I forgot to be worried. Wow. Nice. I knew she had read my book. She had contacted me a few months earlier asking me for a signed book. So I had mailed mm-hmm. her a signed book. Mm-hmm. And I was cringing when I mailed it to her. Right, right. When I saw her in person, I forgot to be worried. Wow, that's huge. I knew I had surrendered it because Mm -hmm. it was a non-issue. And when it's a non-issue, you don't even think about it. Right, right. Yeah. I love that. And there's so much in all of that that you've shared with us today. So powerful. And I, when you were talking about surrender and loving yourself, I did, I saw this image of like you described of just loving and hugging and holding on to a toddler because a toddler, a two-year-old makes all kinds of mistakes, but we don't get mad because we know they don't have the tools to figure life out yet. Yes. And we love them through it. And we, we patiently explain to them why they shouldn't be throwing rocks at the dog or their sister, right? Yes. You know, we have to, we have to give them the love through it because punishing them or screaming at them or getting upset isn't gonna, they don't know any better. Yeah. And what you resist persists. Yes. So if you continually resist your ego, and I used to think that I had to kick my ego to the curb and stomp it to death. Yep. Me too. And then I realized, oh, I need to embrace her. I need mm-hmm. to love. She needs my acknowledgement because that little girl in me, she doesn't feel acknowledged. She doesn't right. always feel loved right. or heard or yes. seen. Yep. And so it is now my role to acknowledge her, to love her, to see her, to hear her, to embrace her. Right. And that made all the difference. If you can be in full allowance of who you are, and it doesn't matter what you've done. It really doesn't. Yeah. If you, you know, I, one of the secrets I talked about is that I had stolen some money in my twenties and I carried an insane amount of shame about that. I'm sure. Yes. And regret. Mm-hmm. And I knew that was still, it was still active in me 
because every time I thought about that, I'm like, oh my God, I can't believe I did that back then. Mm-hmm. And I can't believe that I thought it was okay to do that. Right, right. Right. And now I actually will go back to that 20 year old woman, mm-hmm. young woman, and I embrace her now. Mm, nice. You know, and, and there's other things that I've done that I literally will in meditation at times, I'll go back to those times because you can heal your past. Yes. You can't change what's happened in your past, but you can change the energy with which it happened. And so I will go back to certain times in my life where I did things as a people pleaser, where I wish I hadn't. And I hug her and I whisper in her ear, I love you. Mm. You're perfect just the way you are. Right. You don't need fixing. And that is another whole big aha moment that I had. I don't need fixing. You don't need fixing. It's not about fixing ourselves. It's about being an allowance of ourselves and loving ourselves just the way we are. Mm-hmm. Beautiful. And, and we started this conversation with the dolphins and I'm going to bring it back to them because one of my very favorite teachings of the dolphins is transparency. Okay. Just like you've been talking and with the dolphins, they have their sonar, their echolocation. And so they use that in low light conditions to find their food, but they can also use it. It's literally x-ray vision. They can see inside the body of fish to see if there's a weakness or disease and who's the easiest one to catch. Oh, wow. I had no idea. Yeah. Now they can also see inside each other so they can see if there's disease, they can see a pregnancy, they can see if there's a tumor, a broken bone, et cetera. Now it goes even further because not only do they see the physical body, but they can see the emotions because as you've been describing, when you are upset, when you're angry, when you're sad, you hold your body differently than when you are relaxed and happy and at peace. And so the way I word it is that within a dolphin pod, there is no such thing as a secret or a lie, which to me is huge. It's so powerful. And it's so hard for us humans to imagine that because we all have secrets. We, as you've been talking, we all have things we regret that we think that if everybody knew they would hate us. And you are this perfect example of living in complete transparency and revealing all of your secrets in a way and putting yourself out there it's huge risk and i so admire you and respect that you did that because it is a beautiful model to all of us to take on that dolphin way of living in transparency and you are thriving and surviving in a beautiful vitally healthy way because of it not in spite of it yes and I, I understood after the book was out, published and out, I understood the power of having shared my secrets. And that is that it opened the door for others. And I feel that it was a bit of a me too, because the amount of women from all, all, all places in the world, all walks of life, I have received so many messages of people saying, you just wrote my story. 
Aww. different faces, different places, mm-hmm. same story. Right. And the amount of people that shared their secrets with me that they have wow. held onto with yes. shame, with regret. Mm-hmm. And by telling it, you are shifting some of the energy of shame. Yeah, totally. And the thing is, is that in my, in my opinion, I had allowed the secret to get so big. Mm-hmm. And my girlfriend who read the book said, Jaka, it's only this big. It's not even 10% of the book. Right. right? But because it, I did it, mm-hmm. our ego loves to create drama, right? Yes. We're all drama queens on the internet, <laughs> really, if we allow it. Right. Just think of it as this big. And so any of the listeners out there, if you have secrets and if there's shame attached to it, I would make this suggestion and surrender mm-hmm. all of your resistance and then try telling someone who you trust will love you regardless and then right. take it from there. And you don't have to write a book about it. Mm-hmm. Grace <laughs> decided that I needed to write this. Right. No, it's, you know, not necessary, but secrets will eat you up. Yes. And cancer eats you up. Yeah, it does. Both. And so is that a coincidence? <laughs> Not at all. No. Yeah. And so the whole idea of letting go of the secrets is very, very powerful. And that we ended up, we end up judging ourselves the most. We really do. We do. Yep. Absolutely. Yeah. I have, I'm now a coach, a surrender coach, and I have helped numerous clients uh, surrender their resistance and uh, helping them release their secrets. And all of them have been like, wow, they didn't take that nearly as bad as I thought. Yeah. And I, I always say when I talk about transparency with others, it's that when we do finally share our secrets and our biggest regrets, the people who we're most afraid of that are closest to us, they probably already know most of them anyway. And they love us in spite of them. It's not it has nothing to do with what we've done 20 years ago. Yeah. And I even got not even love in spite of. I had friends who I've known for decades who contacted me and said, Jake, I had no idea. And I love you even more. Right. Yes, exactly. So thank you, Jake, for being such a role model for so many of us. Well, thank you very much for sharing your platform. Mm -hmm. I'm very passionate about the act of surrender and the freedom that it creates. And I just want to shout it from the rooftop. And so I appreciate your rooftop. (laughs) And uh, yeah, if people are interested in my book, you have the information. Yeah. So let's tell them you have a free gift. You want to tell them what that is? Yes. So I have a free download of part one of my book healed by cancer that I'm I'm giving as a gift to your listeners. And I think you will have the link, right? I do have the link and that will be in the show notes. Yes. On the transformationaltravelpodcast.com page. So you go there and download Jake's free gift because I know you'll want to read this book. It's very powerful. And what you've shared with us is very powerful. So, and tell everybody your website so they can get in touch with you directly. Yes. My website is innerhealthouterwealth.com. Nice. Innerhealthouterwealth.com. I love that. And you can contact me through there. 
I have a YouTube channel as well that you can find on there. I'm a blogger. That's also on the website. So yes, everything, lots of stuff on my website, lots of videos that I have not posted on the website, but if you go to the link to YouTube, there's Mm -hmm. lots of videos on there, all to do with surrendering. And Jacob, you have your own podcast. You want to share with us what the name of it is? I do. I think it's very fitting, actually, considering what you're all about. Mm -hmm. My podcast is called Two Pals in a Pod. I love that. That's so much fun. So if you want to hear more from Jacob, go check out her Two Pals from a Pod, her own podcast. Two Pals in a Pod. Two Pals in a Pod. I love that. Pod Mm -hmm. has many different meanings here. Perfect. (laughs) Thank you so much, Jacob, for spending time with us today and taking us on this beautiful journey of surrender and healing. Thank you, and Have a great day. Yes, and thank you, everybody, for listening with us today. All the links we talked about will be in the show notes. And if you're enjoying this podcast, wherever you listen to your podcast on iTunes or Spotify or wherever rate and review the show. We'd love to see what you have to say. And thank you again. This is Ann Gordon and safe journeys on your own transformational travel. We'll see you next time. Bye-bye. Thank you for traveling with us today. If you enjoyed the show, subscribe to our podcast on iTunes or wherever you get your podcast. Get more information at transformationaltravelpodcast.com. Thank you.